brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Super Bowl Sunday Pod with Alex Garrett. Here's your host, Alex Garrett. I don't think you could have Super Bowl Sunday without Sam Spence's music as a soundtrack. Would you agree with that, sports fans? Would you agree with that? If you're an avid NFL fan, even if you're not, you probably have heard a lot of some Sam Spence's music. And uh, that title, of course, A Chilling Championship Today It's not going to be cold at all in Miami between the Niners and the Chiefs. But I I wanted to bring a different angle to Super Bowl Sunday and a story that you may or may not have heard about. um, And a family that has certainly known the Super Bowl. Carl and Kathy Parker are on the line with me for this special day in the NFL. Guys, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. So today's a big day, obviously. But I want to start out with your line in Northern Lights. Uh, where God, where you say God was using a coach and the game of football to bring about change in all of us. Now, that's a pretty powerful line, and I want you guys to break that down. But how big was faith, Carl, for you as a wide receiver for the Bengals in Super Bowl twenty three against the Niners in 1989? Carl, how big was God during your football career and even on this very day, Super Bowl Sunday? Well, I think the most important thing we tell our kids all the time, we have four children that are all athletes and that, you know, ball is just something you do. It's not who you are. And for me, that was a big component of it. You know, I loved playing ball. I was a big competitor. And, you know, one of the things for me was to make sure that my faith was expressed in the way that I was able to do things. And, and so for me, football was, was, you know, just what we did. And the main thing it is, whatever you do, the Bible says, do it as unto God. And so it was just important to me to make sure that every day that I walked my faith and uh, and that I allowed God to use me in the way that he could. Now, for both of you, what was Super Bowl weekend like? What was Super Bowl Sunday like uh, leading up to the game and the game itself? Well, some of the greatest memories I have, you know, just this past uh, month, we lost our coach there. Uh, Sam Weiss uh, passed away. 
And Sam was just such a wonderful mentor for me as a coach. But more than anything, he's one of those guys I say all the time was a player's coach. And, you know, we had a great experience uh, from the time that I was drafted by the Bengals uh, that year. Um, he ruined us, white guys with black guys, basically, offensive guys with defensive guys, and basically created a culture that um, we were family. And one of the things that was just amazing about the experience was we rolled up in Miami to the game, and we got there early, and Sam goes, all right, you guys got an hour to walk around. He said, because when we're done, and, you know, this is a great experience. You may never be here again and uh, just soak it all in. And you just realize then that it wasn't a game, it was a festivity. So just a, an amazing experience. And, heck, I, my biggest thing was, you know, it was my first year in the league, and I, I made the mistake of going, where is this thing next year? And there's some guys that played 14, 15 years and never had a chance to experience that. Wow. Uh, and that it's true. Very rare to get to the Super Bowl. Um you know, in in any day and age, I mean, the Patriots have been there a lot, but even that, you know, there's a task to get to the Super Bowl every year. And the Chiefs themselves, it's been, what, quite a few years since they were in it last time. So it's it's going to be a, a wild game. Now, Kathy, your thoughts about Super Bowl Sunday? I know that um, football, you had a, you know, it was like a battle between you and football and watching Carl go through his life in uh, Vandy and then the Bengals. But you eventually came to love the game. But for you... During the high times, what was that like on Super Bowl Sunday? Well, Super Bowl Sunday was was wonderful. Uh, we wished that, that that we'd come out winning that game, but just to sit back and that was the highlight. You know, that was definitely the highlight of uh, you know being able to go to that game and um, being able to participate in that. The problem is is that um, most of the time if you're not you're not you know you're not doing that kind of thing you're not on that big high like that and so the lows were extremely low just as high as the highs were high and so that was the roller coaster was the thing that was so hard for me um uh being being we were so young too we sure. were so young and and um and, and, you know, married couple and then uh, starting to have children and wanting to have more stability. It just was not that kind of life where you would know who you were going to be playing for, where you were going to be living, or if you were going to have a job, if you were going to make the team. There were so many ifs. It was hard to plan ahead. And those were very stressful, very stressful on our marriage, very stressful on our life. And, um, and we were so far away from family. So that was that was those were all very challenging things that we went through. So I was you know, I did. I'd got to the point where I was ready to um, you know, get him to get out of ball altogether. So when he came to me about wanting to go back into ball and start coaching, I was like, Oh no. <laughs> well right, and that, that leads you guys to Bartram Chair Trail, which we'll get to in one second, because that has obviously impacted your life, as has Barrow, Alaska. I mean, from from the beautiful sunset, you know, sunlight and sunshine of Florida to the cold Barrow, Alaska, quite a quite a change there. We're getting to that in one second, but I, I just want people to know if you haven't really been to a game or have been and haven't stayed the whole way, God plays a role in all these football players' lives, and they don't only broadcast this on TV, uh, Carl and Kathy, but at the end of the game, every, almost every game, they all kneel at midfield, and I think that's such a beautiful part of, of this game. Well, there are just so many great guys, and that's one of the things we talk to our 
young kids. I coach now at uh, Appling County High School in Baxley, Georgia. And one of the things that we say is that, you know, it's honestly about relationships. And along the way, you have a great opportunity to create a bond that's real unique. I really believe in that environment. And what it really allows for you to do is find people that you have a, a real likeness to, and, and you guys begin to grow as individuals in such a way that your faith grows. And so many of those guys, they, they have a great platform to be able to share their faith with many, many people. They're looked up and revered by so many young people. So there's some great guys. We have, uh, we have a young man of ours that's a good friend that we just had over last week, Kenny Moore, um, who plays with the Colts. And uh, he's real good friends with our daughter who uh, played here at uh, Valdosta State College uh, University. And so one of the things that we do is that you know, it's great to hear them talk about their faith and the things they do. And it's just an opportunity to create a platform for them to really be able to share that. And they do that among each other all the time. But And I know that your coaching experience, Carl, really started at Bartram Cheryl. You want to do that. Then you became Parks and Recs in, uh, down in Florida. But tell us about your coach, that uh, Sutherland, that really changed the whole family. I mean, what he imparted on you guys sounds like a major, major life change and, and a, a change of, you know, God acting in your lives as well through football. Without a doubt, Daryl Sutherland, uh, the head football coach at Bartram Trail has been there from the time the school was opened and uh, is just a wonderful man. But one of the things that uh, he's a mentor of mine, even though he's younger than me, he's done a great job of just showing me what it means to really be able to use athletics as a way to impact kids. And, you know, he um, really stresses that, um, you know, a lot like you see with Coach Sweeney uh, at Clemson where our older son played, there's just a way to go about it where, um, you know, winning is a byproduct of doing the right things. That if you go to work every day, that if you have character and, and uh, integrity and if you do the, the right things in serving God, that those things will reflect on the football field. And the idea is not to find a way to win, but the idea is to find a way to be the best person that you can be. And when you do that and do that with enough people, in an environment, then it's going to put a product out there that's going to be excellent. And Daryl does such a great job with uh, molding our young men, and that's the things that, you know, I try to do as a coach. I tell people, you know, all the time that I'm in it to impact the lives of young people, and, and that's really what I want to do. It's a great, great tool to be able – that's what kids want. You can kind of connect with them because of their drive to – succeed in doing some things and you begin to share with them it's not the destination that matters but rather the journey that's the most important thing talking with a super bowl participant carl parker he was on the Bengals in 1988-89 and his wife kathy now kathy i know coach sutherland impacted you as well and and really supported you through this project of going to barrow alaska what why did you guys write this book what what's the book northern lights one woman two teams in the football field that changed their lives what is going on how did you get from jacksonville florida to barrow alaska well um as as carl was coaching um under coach daryl sutherland um there were a lot of changes that were going on and a huge impact on um my husband and all my sons that were playing in that program and started seeing that it could be used as a tool uh, to really mentor young men and change lives. Uh, 
And so we were living in Jacksonville, Florida, just learning to serve. And we would have uh, boys over to our home and just really being able to see uh, the impact. You know, these coaches spend more time with these young men than anyone else does. So it is an opportunity to really impact and so one Sunday morning, we were watching ESPN outside the lines. And um, in fact, our kids were watching. They said, Mom and Dad, you got to come in here and see this. And it was a special about Barrow, Alaska, the most northern uh, American city um, that's on the, the frozen tundra and how uh, there's no roads going in or out. And they were having uh, a lot of crisis with keeping kids in school and motivating their young people, especially uh, their young men. And uh, they did a survey to see what they could do uh, to what kind of programs they could implement. They were given some funding uh, to implement a program that would help with keeping uh, kids in school with retention. And they said, well, we want a football program. And uh, so they had implemented this football program and they um, had played, uh, they were in the middle of one season, their first season. And of course it was problematic uh, with the money it was going to cost. They'd have to fly to play every opponent or fly the opponents in. Um, the, so the money was extreme. There were only two kids who'd ever even played the sport before. And then where are you going to play? They, uh, you know, it's on the frozen tundra. You can't uh, grow grass, trees, bushes, anything like that. So they converted a gravel co- covered field and um, uh, used flour to mark the 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 yard lines and uh, and that's where they they played the game and you can imagine the the sprained ankles and cuts and and all that would happen from playing on a field like that but it was so impactful uh, that I said to to Carl I said you know that program is it's going to save the lives of those young men and he said yeah it is you're right and um, just couldn't get it out of my mind with Carl um, overseeing putting in an artificial turf field in our area. It was like, you know, God said to me, you know, if you need this for your kids in Florida, how much more do they need that uh, for their kids in Barrow, Alaska? So I had this bright idea of, of raising money and uh, giving uh, Barrow, Alaska, the community and the high school there, an artificial turf field to play football on. And, um, so I went to Coach Sutherland with the idea, and he said it's not good enough, you know, to just to give them a football field. We need to teach them how to play the game, how to be a student athlete, and they need to come participate in spring practice with us and stay in our homes with our athletes and our families and, and see what it's like to be a student athlete. So uh, long story short, we did that, and uh, it was amazing. We held a press conference on our high school football field and announced what we wanted to do, and um the Associated Press picked up our story, and we started getting support from all over the country. And within six months of having that press conference, we were able to transport 650,000 pounds of products into a place that has no roads going into it. And it was very difficult, and there were so many roadblocks, and it tested our faith. Uh, just unimaginable, uh, the things that we had to go through to get it done. But people pitched in from all over and they played their opening game in front of national media and within two years we had the data that we needed that the field had had such an impact on the community Uh, the uh, graduation rate doubled within two-year period and there were just so many things that happened but you know the thing that you look at is it gave that community hope and uh, and they're thriving they're thriving uh 
to this day in, in many ways um, with kids going to school and they still have their challenges and we're still working with them on a lot of different areas because now we have such a relationship with that community but they are definitely reaping some good effects from implementing a program and using it to mentor young men. Well, you know, and, and this is a story that we'll hear all about the Mahomeses and the Garoppolo stories, but it's a story that I feel we need to highlight because, A, you're still doing it, and B, this is a story of how God worked in your heart, Kathy. I mean, I know that you were trying to call the superintendent up there over and over and over, <laughs> and I, I that was probably a test from up above saying, hey, push through one more time and you finally got through and and Trent up there answered the phone yeah you know Alex I had never been to Alaska I had definitely never been to uh, Barrow and I had no clue how difficult everything was going to be and it was probably a good thing that I didn't know you know sort of you know sort of blind to what I was getting into but it was um tremendous obstacles, but it is a faith builder for people. Um, When they hear the story and they hear how bizarre, and it was bizarre, you know, wanting to do that from Florida. But the main thing is is that people came on board, just ordinary people. You know, God can use just ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And I wasn't qualified. I wasn't the one who had, I didn't, you know, I was working a full-time job. We had four teenagers, you know, we were just you know, surviving and, um, you know, but God used us to, to do something very, that was, you know, just his hand. The only way you can, you can look at that field and and you can just say, Oh, only God can do something like this. Absolutely. And Carl, I know that during this time you were coaching your son who actually got drafted. Kyle, you were coaching him at Bartram Trail while Kathy was pursuing this. What what was the process like for you uh, during this whole time? Well, you know, as the process was going through, Kyle, our oldest son, was a quarterback and an outfielder at Clemson, and uh, he was being recruited by a lot of schools. He was going into his senior year, and so there was a lot of pressure. We had worked long, hard, and of course, he had watched it and seen his dad do it and knew that that's what he wanted to do. So it was a big-time dream for him. And, you know, you're in a program and you're you're really culminating. And that whole recruiting process is a very difficult time. There's a lot of stress. I remember going through it as a high school senior because you have so many questions and you don't really understand how to come about decision-making as a young kid. And so – you know, throwing one more thing in there at the time, I looked at my wife probably as much as anybody and said, you're absolutely crazy at all times for us to do this right now. But, you know, again, it comes back to what we talked about, and that's the priorities. We had just finished a program the year before with um, the Ed Bartram Trail. It's called Men Built for Others. And Daryl was such a great inspirer in saying, you know, it's not enough for us to just talk about being men built for others, but are we really going to do it? And so many of the things that we encountered where people were looking at us and going, why are you doing this? You know, we need this for our community. We need that for, you know, our community, all these other things. And what it really comes down to is it, you know, are we going to stop and serve? And that was such a great opportunity that Daryl's just done to be able to teach. Look, you know, if we go through life and look for opportunities to serve other people, you know, how much greater is our culture and, and, uh, and our, uh, our our environment going to be? 
And I think we need more of that because I think we're getting more distant. Uh, even on teams today, you see everybody kind of doing their own yes. thing, and that's problematic to me. Absolutely. And, you know, it's such a, a culture now, me, 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 look what I did. And, you know, it is a difficult thing that you're trying to go in. It doesn't have to be about your ego. It really comes along. It's, you know, the sometimes the most talented teams don't win. It's the teams that turn around and learn to play together. And really the humility that goes with it, as we said, the idea of building relationships and, and putting a team together that sometimes – um, you know, the sum of the 11 is better than the, the 11 being the best 11 players in the, in the country. And, uh, you know, really, you have to go try to teach that humility every day to our kids, and we need a lot more of that in our society. Now, Carl, you, you have all this knowledge, but I know for Kathy, you watched this transformation from him as a player to a coach, and it must have really, you know, inspired you, and it must have really... Um, amaze you how much God worked in Carl's heart as you write in the book. Absolutely. And that was one of the things that um, that I wanted to share in the book. And um, it, it was difficult. It was very difficult because it wasn't all good. You know, we went through some really hard struggles of, uh, of what came with, um, you know, playing professional ball and um, and really felt like we were thrown to the woods. Uh, you know, today it's the sport's a whole lot different. You hear about you know people are strong in their faith and they're vocal about it, but when when Carl was playing, I don't remember hearing anything like that. You know, there was there weren't really any resources for us, and and it was a difficult time. But now I think that that's turned a lot and, and people are, are using it as a platform and that's a great thing. And so I, I'm pretty open about that, that I'm, I'm glad, that, you know, it was difficult to do. And Carl and I had to do a lot of praying about it, about opening up and exposing our, our issues and problems that we'd had. But I'm really able to help a lot of people now. Um, a lot of people reach out to me and um, and I'm able to encourage them. And, and so I'm thankful for that. And you know what? That's what we're all called to do is, you know, not to just sugarcoat things and only tell the good, but, you know, to be honest and to be transparent so that we can make an impact in others' lives. Okay, so so you you make your first trip up to Barrow, Alaska. I know the field's named after you, Kathy, but that had to be freezing cold. It had to be a very different atmosphere. What was it like for both of you to go up to Barrow with this project completed and, and during the project? Well, when I went for that uh, first game, um, I traveled with um, uh, on the same flight with national media. Uh, there to watch that game and it was um, we had left uh, from the Orlando Florida um, airport and I think it was like almost 100 degrees like 98 degrees so it was so so warm and we get there and it probably wasn't that cold it was probably like in the 40s but to me it was it was you know just so cold and and I was bundled up from head to toe and of course um, that field sits between two bodies of water, um, so it is. It is when the a wind comes off of that Arctic Ocean. It is. It is natural air conditioning. I'm telling you. So it, it is very, very cold. And so, yeah, that was that was very different. And 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 the distance. I, I had no idea that 
Seattle was halfway. Uh, so I, I was just blown away by how difficult it is to get there. And it's the last stop that Alaska Airlines makes. And it was just, um, I remember being on the plane and I was thinking about something one of the moms of the players had told me because I had asked them, you know, how they had gotten to Barrow and they had relocated there. And she said, oh, Kathy, only God brings people to Barrow. And I can remember being on the plane looking out the window and I was like, she is so right. Only God brings people to Barrow. And so it has been an amazing thing that we've gone back several times. And and actually with the football games, with Carl coaching, um, it was very difficult for him to be able to go. So we went back um, in um, 2018, I think it was, and uh, during the summer um, when he had some off time, and we went, and he was able to go and to see the area, and it was just an amazing thing. If, you, if that is not on your bucket list, it needs to be, uh, because you will the culture, the um, that that frozen tundra. There's just nothing like it. It's so different than the rest of the state of Alaska with the beautiful mountains and evergreens. It, that that area of that North Slope, and the people there, the Inupiat people and their customs and how welcoming they are, I would highly recommend it. I have people uh, reach out to me all the time that um, go, you know, just to go watch a game or to see the field or to, you know, just just to go to the most northern point of America. And, uh, and they're just blown away by what they've witnessed and what they've seen. And so if it's not on your bucket list, it needs, it needs to be. Well, and of course, you titled your book, The Northern Lights. I'm sure seeing that, did you get to see them? And that must have impacted you enough to make it the title of the book, Seeing the Northern Lights. Uh, yes, you know, we toyed around so many times with different titles and so forth. And, uh, but yes, I was able to see the Northern Lights and, uh, and just, um, I definitely wanted something, um, that represented them being so far north. And I love it that God picked somebody like me, you know, and you could tell from my accent that I am from the deep, deep, deep south, and uh, to do something miraculous like that. So I love the title, Northern Lights. And we're in the process. Uh, there's a movie that is going to be uh, coming out based off of the book. And um, and we are hoping that it will start filming this year. But that is going to be another exciting wave uh, that's going to come about this story. It just is one of those stories that uh, when people hear it, it motivates them and encourages them. I can't tell you how many times I've been at an event and, and a speaker at an event, and someone's come up to me and said, okay, you know, I had this idea. We, I believed it was God, but I was too afraid, you know, or I thought I wasn't qualified enough, or um, I thought that since no one else agreed that it was a good idea, that I couldn't do it, you know. But now, after hearing you, I'm stepping out. I'm stepping out to do uh, what um, what I believe God has called me to do because of hearing your story. And that Alex, it just multiplies. So it's not like the story's over. It continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger because so many people are motivated by what they can do. 
And so that's what I'm encouraged about in my book, Northern Light. And, if, you know, if people could go, they can go to my website, kathybparker.com, and they can order that book. But it is one, it will encourage you because I'm just an ordinary person. I'm very open in my book about my my flaws and the flaws of my family and we were a sports family that was you know pulled in every way you can imagine just like you know families now that are so engrossed with you know sports and so forth and and but we we used it we used it to make a difference and hopefully that will continue on uh, a couple of things obviously as you mentioned your family was full of sports i know even cara was involved in sports as you mentioned earlier carl but i want to know while this is all going on, your son's about to be drafted in the NFL. I mean, what, wh- how did you balance that out? Uh, Barrow and then your son, Kyle, entering the draft. How did you balance it all out? Well, Kyle actually was a baseball football player at Clemson, and so uh, he had gone early, and he was the starting quarterback, but he had not become draft eligible for football. He was drafted in the first round for baseball, because he was such a good baseball player by the Colorado Rockies. And so he opted to go do the baseball route. But, you know, it was a, it was a very difficult time. And I think, you know, the more... when the story was going on, though, he was still in high school and he was being He was 17, I think, at the, the time college. he had written, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just one of those things that it's a component that you're dealing with over and over. And the, the recruiting aspect of it was busy during that time. And, you know, trying to give him some direction on the next four years of his life and how he would spend that. And so uh, just so many things pulling at you. And it's like most of us find, you know, how much time do we really have to give? And I think that was the one thing that I struggled with. And, you know, it really created some stress for Kathy during that time and uh, during the project. But God was able to really work through and we found over and over that, you know, the ministry that God put us in, he put us together. And, you know, those were things that, you know, we were able to, to, to venture through and, and God was able to really um, to grow our marriage through that whole process. You know, you mentioned you, you had seen this on Outside the Lines. Is that correct, this story on Barrow? Yes. So Bob Lee, who anchored that, has actually, you know, retired. But did you guys get to talk with Bob Lee about this or did he know that you were doing this project based on his his series there? Uh, we worked with uh, Wayne Drees, uh, one of the reporters. Uh, we worked with him. Um, he had heard uh, through the superintendent that about me and me wanting to put a football field there. And so he ended up calling calling me, and, and we were able to talk. And then they did a follow-up story uh, that featured, you know, the field and what we had done um, on ESPN outside the lines. They did a follow-up story. So that was that was really a highlight um, to be um, on on ESPN outside the lines. That was yeah, cool. Kathy brags all the time. She's been on ESPN more than any of us, and she even has a field named after her. But you know, she's the only one in our family that didn't play sports. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you talk about what people can do, and and what can people do is they're notching on their Super Bowl party snacks and they're watching the game. But really, what can they do to help you guys continue to support the Barrel Project? Because it seems like that's never an end. You know, the project is never over. Like, there's always things to work on. So how can they support you guys with this Barrel Project? Yes. 
if they will go to my website, kathybparker.com, uh, I have a donate button on there, and they can um, donate towards our nonprofit, Athletes to Champions. Uh, we've done several projects since then, and we've got several um, trips planned back to Barrow again. So that's. We serve, we serve a lot of other uh, youth sport things that we've been able to. God's opened that venue for us, and that's where we opened and began Athletes to Champions. And it's been a great venue for us to be able to, you know, help those that are trying to do the same thing that we are, and that is to inspire kids through athletics. And Absolutely. so uh, any, any other projects that people should know about that you're working on along with Barrow? Well, I, I went again in October, and we're looking to implement some programs there. And I know Carl Stephen talked to uh, the head coach there, Chris Battle, uh, just a few days ago about maybe doing some camps and helping him with some things. So we're, we're continuing to work there uh, with the Inupiat people and work there with the team on certain things that they need. There's a lot of need when you're in that type of an area and you're extremely isolated and um, and alcoholism is, is still uh, a big big deal, uh, something that they have to deal with, and they're and they're but they're being very proactive about it, and they're going after some resources, and so we're trying to help them and help them in that area. So if we can do that, and we can use, I mean, you know, the field and sports, that was just a way uh, to get us in, to be able to get us in, to be able to connect us. Uh, you know, with this community, but we certainly don't ever want to take it for granted. And like, what else, God, do you have for us? And so uh, when I went back in October, just meeting with a bunch of women and helping them, encourage them, and um, and we'll continue to do that with several trips planned uh, this year. Well, you know, I was trying to get you guys, uh, contact you a while ago once I read the book, and then, you know, God put me, I truly believe, as we're talking about this, that he put us in contact, because I finally found the right email, and there we are, doing this podcast today. So, uh, everything well, happens thank you. We love it. And also, and I love sharing the story, so if people want to have me come speak to their church group or to their civic organization. I mean, that's how this story started. I just started talking about it and people would invite me to come talk to their group, you know, and, um, and that's how it all began. So I would love any opportunity. So again, they can go to my website and, and put the contact information in and I'll get with them and, and maybe, um, you know, arrange something. So that would, that would be very, very helpful. Well, Carl and Kathy Parker, thank you for joining me today. It's a beautiful day. I mean, it's a little cold here in New York, but overall, it's a great day. Super Bowl Sunday and Super Bowl weekend is always a favorite weekend of mine, and I'm sure it is of you guys as well. So thanks for taking some time out to, ta- to talk with me on my podcast. Thank, thank you, Alex. And please, once once you got more developments, come on back and let us know. Well, I'd love to hear from them, and we'll all love to hear from it from you guys. Absolutely. Will do. Thank uh, you. I'm Alex Garrett. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. I'm actually hoping the Niners, but we'll have to see what happens tonight. And you've been listening to a Super Bowl Sunday pod, not just the Sunday pod, but Super Bowl Sunday pod. And uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.